Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. That's what we're going to touch the faith chapter very briefly, and then we'll spend a lot of time, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of time on auto-suggestions. Last week, I gave you a rousing talk about the faith chapter. And if this is your first time here with me in this class, it is it's different. That's, I'll say it's different. I'll let you use all the other adjectives, okay? I'm going to surmise the faith chapter real quick with some stuff that I did not bring out last week on purpose. And I'm going to give you five things, but I'm going to put them in chat in order to make it go faster because I really want to go into auto suggestion. Who is Renee's ambassador? Who has Renee? Is that Michelle? Renee's Michelle. Okay. Let's see. So she's not here to take her beautiful notes. All right. Did everyone see what I just put there? All right. There we go. Okay. In case you, if you got to hear, you can bring over here. Okay. We got people calling in, and all of you are here. 
So I am grateful for all of you. I hear some feedback. Who's got some feedback? No feedback? Okay. Cool. All right, let's roll. There are a few things. Who's that? Renee's here. Okay, Renee, come on. Get on your note-taking. I'm just joking. Okay. I'm just joking. All right, here we go. Remember, last week, actually, let's do it this way. Tell me what I said last week about faith and your role in it and Napoleon Hill's take on it. Anybody, doesn't matter. Let's see if you retain some information. Go ahead. You talked about how faith is not really, faith is what we learned if we are in a spiritual sector, but not really the way Napoleon Hill described faith. Faith to, to him was really believing what you said you desired and not the, oh, I hope I get this and I'm going to have faith and not do anything. So it's really believing, but then going to do it so that you can get it. Okay, that's fair enough. That's wrong facts. Okay. You said it takes 0% faith to win. It takes 100% billion faith to keep going. Okay, all right. So now we got, we got, we got some notes. We got Grace from Memory, Deanna from Notes. Who took notes last week? I want to say something from your notes. All right, there we go. I'm sorry, I had myself muted. We got Grace with the Memory, Deanna with the notes. All right, Renee, just give me some highlights. Don't read every last one of your notes. Give me some highlights. <laughs> all right. Let's see. And if while she's looking for that, if this is your first time home, this is a very interactive class, but I can assure you that it's not what you think. Uh, I'm, I'm not it just, I've been reading Thinking Girl Rich in 2008, uh, at least twice a year, some years, 50, 60 times a year. All right, let's go, Renee. Okay. Um, we had started with Diana's burning desire quote with wishing will not bring riches, but riches. But desiring riches with a state of mind that becomes an obsession, then planning a means to acquire riches and backing those plans up with persistence, which does not recognize failure will bring riches. And we went into like a whole conversation off of that about vibrations and that there are no words, which Antonio says there are no words. Everything's a vibration. <laughs> I'm working on believing it. Hold on. <laughs> um, so words aren't real. You're just vibrating what it is. And we were talking about um, the source of everything is experiencing belief. And we were talking about like overflow, like you have to go under the, the window to collect what you expect it. You need to go ready to collect what's coming out of the overflow. You can't just be like, yeah, there's overflow. And if it's God's will, it's for me or whatever. You have to go expecting it. Um, what else are we talking about? Opportunity is not kind to procrastinators. Uh, yeah, Antonio, six steps to thinking well. You want those six real quick? Sure. Summary, fix, fix in your mind the exact amount of money you desire. This must be an exact and definite. Number two, determine exactly what you intend to give up for what you desire. Number three, establish a definite date for when you intend to possess the money you desire. Number four, create a definite plan for carrying out this plan. Begin it once, whether you're ready or not. Five, write it out. Write the amount of money you intend to acquire and the time limit which you intend to achieve it. 
state what you intend to give in return for the money and describe clearly the plan in which you intend to obtain. And six is read your written statement aloud twice daily, um, retiring at night and when you arise in the morning. As you read it, see it, feel it, and believe yourself already in possession of it. Oh, that sounds great. No, no, that's good notes. That's good notes. No, no. Appreciate you. No, no, that's a good job. Just a good job. Now, you brought up trying to believe that words are, I said last week that there's no such thing as words. There's not. There's just no such thing as words, ladies and gentlemen. You're not using words. You're using vibrations. Your vocal cords are able to turn those vibrations into sounds. Your eardrums are, are able to turn those sounds into something you can interpret. And then your interpretation, which lives inside of your brain, understands language. Language only exists inside of the human mind, and they all come from vibration. I'll do that again. There's no such thing as words. The words that are coming, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? That was a bad Chris Tucker impression, but you get the point, though. That's rush out, rush out, right? Okay. Those are not words. Those are vibrations. The, vib the vocal cords, they vibrate. The vibration happens to your microphone from your microphone to your eardrums, it's all vibration, but language exists in the mind. Therefore, it is a frequency that is interpreted by the mind. But the mind only cares about the vibration. This is why you get what you speak when you back it up with emotion. Okay, there you go. So when you keep saying, I'm trying, you're also saying, do me a favor and let me try really hard and get really close and right before I succeed, have something happen to it so I get to try all over again. That's how that works. Okay, that's why rich people don't try. Okay, so I put some notes here for you, but let's get some more feedback from yesterday. We're getting ready to go on a auto-suggestion, and I have different chapters because I read the original version of the book, and I, I read the original version, and I teach this version because it's, it's pretty accessible to most people, and it's also free on YouTube. This version is free on YouTube as I am not trying to make money. I'm not trying to make money off of people. I'm trying to free you from the matrix, right? So that's why I teach from this version because it is free. Who else has some notes from last week or just some comments? Can I make or some things you disagree with? Go ahead. I was just about to make a comment and then you kind of said it. It's like, in order to, anybody who's just joining the class, in order to like wrap your head around Think and Grow Rich, forget like everything you know and pretend like you're living in the movie, The Matrix. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And try to expand it. Especially <laughs> if I'm going to teach it. <laughs> yes, especially if I'm going to teach the class Ladies and gentlemen, if you've heard Think Grow Rich, read Think Grow Rich, you've done a good job. You're doing better than, better than many people. Um, I just, you know, I'm just a student of Think Grow Rich like many other people. So I'm able to break it down in a very plain way. <clears throat> Any more feedback? I see Chantel said she was, she was on. I know Slim overslept, right? She was, she was going to take a 30-minute nap, and then she napped for 15 hours because that's what... That's what busy rich people do. That's exactly what they do. Who else got some feedback? Carol, you had a good time last week. Give us some feedback from Think and Grow Rich of the faith side. 
I'm actually looking for something specific. I'm waiting for someone to say it. Okay, you're muted. Hold on. I think I can. Okay, you're muted. Go ahead. Go ahead, Carol. Okay. So the faith side um, is is really is really a mixture of of, of of repetition. It's 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 telling yourself over and over and over what you want until you start to believe it. Just like uh, people that are habitual liars, they say it over and over, and they start to believe their own story. And you say that that's such a lie, and they're looking dead in the face. Well, you have to be able to do that for what you want. So it's telling yourself over and over and until it becomes part of you and it goes into your subconscious and the subconscious yeah. finds it as a real belief in your system. That's right. Good stuff there. Good stuff. No problem with that at all. Great, great, great analysis there. Who else? Michael Tate, you were on last week. Go ahead and give us some because you were, you were wild last week. There you go, Michael Tate. Go ahead. All right, all right. Uh, good evening, everyone. Evening, kind sir. Hey, um, actually, uh, Pastor, what I, what, what was the question? Am I uh, talking about what I learned last week, or uh, what's the question, sir? What did you learn last week? But I'm more than willing to accept whatever energy you got vibrating in you right now. Hey, my brother, I appreciate that. Well, you know, one of the things um, I had the privilege, I was talking to my ambassador, one of the things that, that uh, one of my takeaways from the call was kind of piggybacking off of what Ms. Carroll said is that you have to not only um, use the, the gift of auto-suggestion to remind yourself or to let yourself know that you deserve something, but it's actually taking a step towards what you truly believe. So, for example, for me, there's a couple things that I, I am already working on manifesting, and it's amazing how the universe works, because when I say I'm going to do it, I believe it. I don't question how it's going to happen. I just start moving in the direction, go, doing what I can do, where I am, with what I have. And uh, if I may, Antonio, I'd like to uh, share with the group just a quick Please. story. Go ahead. Okay, so so um, for the most part, my personality is I want the I want the money, not the fame, right? So I'll be on the low with my, my power plays. But there's something that I wanted to manifest for my daughter. I wanted to get her a truck, uh, a Porsche truck. So we, me and my wife, we had talked about, hey, we're going to get this. And, you know, that was it. We hadn't really spoken about it anymore. Well, as of today, I was able to get the Porsche truck as a loaner, which means I'm able to keep this truck for a week test drive the truck and then I'm able to give it back and I just thought before I start speaking with you and, and my ambassador the uh, double certified Mr. Double Certified <laughs> Double Certified yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I gotta I gotta give props to my, my, my team leader you know so my general but before that I would have probably categorized that whole situation as the coincidence but mm. now being a part of the ATS Business University, I know that I manifest a quick, small win. And it That's gives right. me confidence to continue to say, you know what, if I could do that, it's like leaving breadcrumbs that gives me closer to my goals, man. And it's amazing. It feels good. And because of that energy, I feel like I can manifest anything, man. That's right. And I'm glad you feel that way. And thank you for sharing that energy. Because that's, that, that's all there is. And I really love your energy. And make sure what I want you to practice on henceforth is making sure you manifest none. What do you say? It was a 
non-loners into your life. Okay? What I want you to manifest now is full payments of things that you desire because money is also just energy. So you got your week to decide how long you desire that truck in prosperity. You feel me? Yes, sir. And then once you make a decision, there is nothing against you and nobody that will stand in judgment of you now or ever about a decision you have made that manifests in your life for your prosperity. You got me? And I received that, brother. Thank you. There it is. There it is. Okay, I got two hands up. I'm gonna start off with Slim. So let me let me tell you the agenda for the day. I'm going to we're gonna go back and we're gonna let me let me tell everybody my teaching style. Okay, I have I, I do this. I go real big conceptually, and I take you from this broad picture of things, and you're like whoa. And then the next week I come back really narrow. And so 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 this way this week is really narrow. Next week, I'll be back real big on the conceptual or the philosophy of things. This week, we're going to go sniper approach. You're going to see that over and over. That's how I teach because it is just my preferred style. All right, let's go with Slim. Go ahead. What you got, Slim? Okay, you lost me with the sniper approach. I'm not liking that, but with you, I trust you. Nah, I appreciate you. <laughs> I just wanted to put out there, yes, I've missed, I missed all of these classes, but Grace said I can join. I wasn't sure, I was a little confused, but I'm no longer <laughs> confused. And I am a firm believer of thinking Grow Rich. I believe you are the creator of your own reality. If you see it, if you feel it with love, if you imagine it, you can manifest it. That's and right. I did that with the acronym of SLIM because that's my system. So, that's it. Yes, yes. That's it. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I heard little these nickels up in there. All right. Yes, yes. That's it. That second one got to be stronger than the first one. Yes. Shout out to Slim. Slim has a clothing brand coming out and a merchandise, motivational everything coming out. And if she finds, there it is. There it is. And if she finds a need in your community and you have not filled it, she's going to fill that need in your community before you. And that'll be coming out too. Shout out to Slim. <laughs> All right, Renee, you got your hand up too. Okay, just off of my head from what my biggest takeaway from last week was. Sure. Was burn your ships. Do or yes. die. That story with you and Tempest and that car, the whole college, no, that whole semester. Oh my goodness. It yes. Die. Burn your ships. Yes. Go all in. Be willing to die for it when it looks like this is definitely time to give up. Just keep going. Yes. <laughs> My goodness. Yes. Do or die. Yes. You want to say something? Okay, go ahead. I do remember writing down when Deanna was uh, saying it, the, the zero, it takes zero faith yeah. and then 100 billion percent faith to do. And then you also said it takes faith to deserve the blessing and to keep going. Remember I said I'm looking for something specific nobody said it yet? You just said it. You get a goldfish cracker. That is it. <laughs> you just said it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I spent all last week telling you it takes no faith to win. Zero. You wrote it down. 
It takes zero faith. Okay, she wrote, I'm going to read exactly what I said word for word. She wrote it down. It takes zero faith to, in fact, you read it. You read it out. You, let me, let me, you read it. Tell them what I said last It takes zero faith to win. It takes 100 billion percent to decide to win. It, it takes zero faith to quit. It takes 100 billion percent to keep going. It takes faith to deserve the blessing and to keep going. Mm. Do I read this? Yeah, read it. I will die for my burning desire. If you don't know your burning desire, have a burning desire to be open. All right. Okay, who's that talking? Was that somebody talking? Am I just hearing stuff? Oh, okay. Okay, that's right. I, I forgot. I've got. Okay, never mind. All right. I told you last week, this is a big philosophical. It takes no faith to win, ladies and gentlemen. If you're doing well, that don't take faith. It took you faith for you to believe you deserve to win. Les Brown says it. Making a million dollars is easy. Believing that he deserved a million dollars was hard. I'll tell you that straight up. I know that battle. Take zero faith to stand under a window of heaven for it to pull you out of blessing. That's just your hands out getting in the right position. But to believe you deserve to be in the right position, how many of you right now are struggling? How many of you right now are struggling with the battle on the battle going on inside your head saying, I want it, but people like me don't deserve it? Okay, so y'all not gonna get with me. I'm watching your cameras now. You gonna put your hand up? I see if y'all if, if if you knew here now since you didn't want to get with me now I have to, now I have to bring up something emotionally charged to bring out your attention. I'm going to talk about women and I'm going to talk about men. Which one would you like me to do first? Men. She said men first. There it is. Men. Oh, I broke so many hearts. I don't deserve a good woman. Okay. Says who? If you've already paid for what you already did, what does that have to do with your future? Mm. Okay, better make sense. Let me let me say it this way: Some of you are walking around living apologies, and you never get to live in your breakthrough mm. because somebody has decided to always make you feel bad every time you come around. Mm. That great philosopher Shannon Clark said last night. But how did he say? I don't play well. In other people's creations, is that what she said? I'm miserable. I'm miserable in other people's creations. Ooh. All right, so that's the men. Women will then have a child put their life on hold because somebody told them to live your own dreams. You must give them up to take care of your child. Now, you done grew up believing that your dreams and your children are mutually exclusive. Wow. Now, you put your life on hold for 21 years. Now, you 47, 50, trying to relive, trying to live a life, and you don't even know who you are. Because somebody knocked the faith out of you and told you if you desire to be whatever you want, put faith in somebody else, not you. It takes zero faith to win. 
It takes a hundred billion percent faith to believe you deserve to win. If you can get that out the way, because that's you ain't got to agree with it. Auto suggestion is coming next. That's why I stress that so much. The chapter of auto suggestion is coming next. That's why that's such a big deal. Now, the second part of faith comes when let me pick. Let me let me get some next. Chantel comes when Chantel says, "You know what? I'm gonna be a motivational speaker." And then somebody in her life say, "Uh-uh, you got pregnant too young." Mm. No, black people don't do that. Girl, go get a job. Take care of them kids. I wish I had somebody. I, I know these conversations. They happen on the whole left side of my family. Whole left side, okay? I know these conversations. That's when it takes faith again to believe in your journey. Everybody got it? Takes faith to believe you deserve it. Takes faith to keep on going. Other than that, the rest of it ain't your responsibility. Believe you deserve it. Keep on going. It's a bunch of Christian folk in here. Let me go ahead and pull out y'all sacred scripture because y'all like them sacred scriptures. <clears throat> There's a guy. He, he's kind of a big deal. He was a carpenter from Galilee. <laughs> he's kind of a big deal. <clears throat> and what he says to this lady who was caught in the act of adultery. Oh, I'll tell you what you do. Go and then let your behavior change. Somebody missed it. So, so, somebody missed it. So, so, somebody missed it. Go and the rest of that gonna fall off. Go and then change. Some of y'all trying to change and then go. How hard is that? Has that worked out for you yet? Has changing first worked out for you? Nope. You know why? Because if you don't move forward, you never really activate faith. You just activate thinking and not faith. You pick up a book and you say, oh, I read this book, I'm changed. No, you're not. You're not changed. This, this, this 200 pages ain't changing you, but read 200 more. Then read another 200. And then another 200. And then fool around and read 20 more 200s. It took me a, and this is an honest to God statistic. This is not embellished. It took me 163 self-help books in 2008 just to open up my mind to a different opinion. Now I know, I know y'all don't suffer with arrogance. I know you don't. Who, who's the stubborn folk out there like me? But I know I'm right. And you better not get into an argument with me because I'm gonna pull up. Let me dust up this old stuff real quick. Remember when we first got together and you did this here? And it was like this. I used to sit there Chantel, I used to sit there and prove points the whole argument and never solve the problem. Because I had faith in being right. Never had faith in being in harmony. All right. All right. Who got a question? Well, like I said, he's trying to do you. He said some of you are walking apologies instead of... No, some of you are living apologies. 
not walking on living about let me give you an example let me make it personal for me i used to be bad y'all right for real now you know we from texas so y'all is a real word in texas and by the time i was 14 i was grown you understand i raised myself from six to 14. i don't mean no fake raised myself i slept on my any couch and i went to this couch no i mean jail record juvie record jail for truancy literally homeless outside for a whole stretch of a childhood all of it okay so by the time i was grown i bought my first car at 15. i ain't have no job can you put two and two together or do i need to really spell it out for you okay if i was like jay-z does that help you out a little bit so, okay i was a street pharmacist yes i do some pharmaceuticals i delivered a few packages okay now People try to make me feel bad for that. So I said I was gonna pick on me, right? Forget paying all my debts to society. Forget all that. I didn't ask for my parents to get on drugs at six and then leave me for dead. I didn't ask for that. I ain't making no excuses. I ain't making no excuses today. But what we not gonna do is you try to hold me to a past I left in the past trying to help somebody today i'm trying to maybe maybe i'm being maybe i'm being too direct i'm not i'm a scholar now but i was a drug dealer then i treat women with respect now but i was quite rude to women you know you know why you know what my psychologist my child psychologist and my adult psychologist okay first off you don't go through CPS custody, child protective services, without getting on Depakote, Seroquel, and counseling or therapy. I was in all of them, okay? You know what they, you know they told me I disrespected women? Because I hated my mama. I'm trying to make this make sense to you. Because I had anger for my mother. If you look like a woman with authority, I had a problem with you. Now take it out of me. How many of you women or men have a problem with authority figures because of something that has happened in your past. Come on now, you raise your hands. It's all, it's all good. I, I went first. Okay, I see a few hands. Now, that's living an apology. Why? Who made you responsible to still live in 1992? Who did that to you? In 1997, I was 14 years old. Why am I still living 14? I'm not the same shoe size or waist size as 14. Why am I the same mental size? I'm trying to help somebody. Make sense? All right. All right. So that's, that's a good recap. Now, there's some things that I need to bring up. I would disrespect Napoleon Hill, his legacy, his foundation, and the book if I don't bring up to you three things. Can we talk about the warrior on the battlefield? Who knows where it's at in the book? Find me, find me where it is in the book. I, I would like to read it. I know where it's at, but I want one of y'all to read it, okay? Who knows where it is in the book? In the book. Who's got it online, not online? Page 21, there we go. Page 21, would you like to read? Could you read so well? There you go. Did you see me actually use that? I didn't say you read so good. I said you read so well. That's actually.
<clears throat> a long while ago, a great warrior had to make a decision which ensured his success on the battlefield. He was about to send his armies against a powerful foe whose men outnumbered his own. He loaded his soldiers into boats, sailed to the enemy's country, unloaded soldiers and equipment, then gave the order to burn the ships that had carried them. Addressing his men before the first battle, he said, you see the boats going up in smoke. That means that we cannot leave these shores alive unless we win. We now have no choice. We win or we perish. They won. Thank you, Brad. Let me see your book, please, man. Let me all right, now, I'm going to read this like a Baptist preacher. Where you start off at? Because my book is different. Now, let's, where it's slim. This is the sniper approach I was talking about, okay? A long while ago. You can stop right there for a moment. You ever been to church? Sorry. You ever been to church? Antonio. Antonio. Antonio, question. Yes. Which, which, which chapter is that? Because I have the original book. Yes. This one here. Okay, good. I got that one too. Yeah, it is in the desire chapter, maybe. Yeah, it's in the desire chapter, very okay. beginning. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. You, okay. And the okay. subtitle. You got it? I love your hair too. Ooh, look at your yeah, hair. Ooh, look at you. Ooh, that's what I'm talking about. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, here we go. Sniper approach. A long while ago. <clears throat> Close your books. We act, we act like this is Sunday school or or they even do it in, in Islam too. All right, let's just break this out. You, you remember how you, you know how to get the old, the old lady to read? And the people say, stop right there, stop right there. Okay, and then you break it down. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> this means whatever I'm about to tell you is not new information. I need everyone to receive that first, so I cannot move on. I, if you don't receive that I am not telling you anything new, and that this information you already have, there is just other people's thoughts blocking you from acting out this information. I need everyone to receive that. I need all of you to receive that the brilliance I am about to spit has nothing to do with me, you already know it. And deep down, it's going to feel like, wow, I've been feeling that way. Because I cannot tell you anything new. Because Source U has been here for a mighty long time. <clears throat> okay, got a question. Go ahead, give me a question. So we have two ages, one physical and mental? Sure you do. Uh, who, who, who asked? Well, it doesn't matter who asked that. We got two ages, one physical and one mental. <clears throat> There's a reason why you are scared of spiders. There's a reason why all the women on this phone call see better than men. Their vision is better and they can see colors. Please know, you ask me what color this is, it's green. There ain't no other green, it's green. Gladys's hair is red. There ain't no burnt orange or whatever she'll say, it's red, okay? It's probably not. But to me, as she, she said, no, boo boo, it is not red. <laughs> Come on now, much better than that. And I understand, I completely get it, I completely get it. We're simple, but not because we're simple, it's because men, we're talking about the mental age, your brain has evolved for survival. 
Your brain is so great at survival that your brain will consider you being alive in a coma for 35 years prosperous and keep you alive. It will. You defecating on yourself and urinating on yourself for your brain, that is a prosperous life. That's all it wants to do is be alive. This is how primal and, and powerful your brain is. That being said, while men, hunter-gatherers, went out and became strong and gained a good sense of direction and killed animals, women stayed back picking fruit and vegetables, but their sense of eyes had to develop, the rods in their eyes had to develop so they wouldn't pick what was poisonous. I promise you, okay, if, you, if you're new to this, I love neuroscience. So you're gonna hear a lot of that, okay? This is straight neuroscience right now. Women's brains have developed to have spatial locations. This is why you say, listen baby, if you go down the street, there's a stop sign over there, and then you make that left, and then when you make that left, you're gonna see a Walmart. And you get to that Walmart, and you go right, because this is how it just evolved. Men went so far away from home, they had to have go south, go to etc. Women, their eyes and their brains eventually develop more rods in their retinas and their eyeballs than men. This is why y'all see colors a lot better than us. Now, that's science. You can Google it if you desire. That's cool. But that's proving that happened a long time ago. Our brains just kept evolving. Human beings are born with two fears, the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. And the other fear you're taught, that's it. That's not gonna change, okay? All right, so yes, that's your mental age. It's been around here for thousands of years. This is why when you're a baby, you understand how to suck and swallow so you can eat. Nobody taught you, nobody taught your lungs how to breathe. You automatically did it. Everybody got me? That's your brain being older than your consciousness. Psychology would call that super consciousness. Abraham Hicks would call it source you. It doesn't matter to me. Do whatever you want to do. Here we got a long time ago. Now watch this here. A great warrior had to make a decision right here. You should have, in, in languages, when you learn new languages, they make you parse the sentence. A, a long time ago, there's no subject there. Now, warrior becomes the subject of the sentence. Warrior is the noun. Great is the adjective. Make is the verb. Decision is the indirect object, okay? The, the noun had to verb something. The warrior had to do something, and they told you how it was. It was great. And what was it? A decision. Ladies and gentlemen, people who make decisions, they're warriors. You should really be writing this down. You should, you should really be writing this down. Because if you're not receiving a warrior harvest, it's because you have not made a decision. I'm trying to help somebody. I see Chantel clapping. Thank you very much, Chantel. Because somebody gonna get me. I know somebody with curls are popping like Gladys, Chantel, and Shannon. 
They curls is popping. They gonna get it. All right. Now, okay, Grace is like, I got my curls too. You sure right. Let me not leave out your curls. I apologize. Understand, a long time ago, the universe said, if you make a decision, use a warrior. Everybody got me? What happens to warriors? Okay, I'm glad you asked. Which ensured his success. Okay, now, let's, 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 let's break this down. Long time, forever, 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 ever, forever, ever. Okay, all right, that's Andre 3000. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm still young. You know, I got to keep a little bit entertaining so I don't fall asleep on me. But look, my good taste like my man. That's why I feel with you, man. My man. Okay, got me some outcasts. All right. <laughs> he had to ensure his victory. How? By making a great decision. Okay, all right, I'm just, I'm just parsing this here. Now, watch this here. On the battlefield. Now, see, okay, see, see, watch this here. <laughs> a long time ago, a great warrior made a decision in ensuring his success on the battlefield. If I can make this as plain as possible to you, Jerome, every time you make a decision for your life, you put yourself on the battlefield. Don't it feel that way? I wish I had somebody out there that truly understand that the moment you decide you want something great, you got to go to war for it. Come on now, don't yeah. Yeah. Who, who said I wanted to be a motivational speaker? And everybody started doubting you immediately. You made an investment in yourself and your subconscious said, man, come on, man. You woke up the next morning regretting it. <laughs> come, come on now. Come on. You bought a new car, and the next morning you was like, did I really need this? <laughs> come on now. You, you understand? The moment you get on, the moment you make a decision, you put yourself on the battlefield. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want an easy life, just don't make decisions. Mm. It, this, this ain't even my knowledge. I didn't even come up with this. This Napoleon Hill. This ain't even me. Napoleon Hill says, a long while ago, a great warrior had made had to make a decision to ensure his success on the battlefield. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot make a decision without putting yourself at war. And if you ever make a decision to be a better person, the people in your life are going to go to war with you because you have violated your friendship agreement with them. Can I break this down a different way? People close to me have heard me say this before. I'll go ahead and say it to you now. There is a problem, FOD, is she still on? There's a problem, FOD, with shining. When one decides to shine, they also reflect. And the closer you get to my shine is also the more you will see your reflection, Robin. So as I'm shining, you won't see what you look like in my shine. And if you don't like yourself, you can't afford my shine. You know what? All right, let me see right now. Let me, 
And he said, like that. Hold on. Okay. I'm getting too excited. I'm getting too excited. I'm getting too excited. If you can't, if you can't afford my child, <laughs> if you can't afford my child, what you're going to do is do whatever you can to double it. Every time you make a decision to make yourself better, if the people in your life are reminded that by your betterness, that they are not making themselves better, they will hate you for it. Am I helping somebody out there? I'm looking at your face. I'm trying to. How many of you are going through that right now? How many of you are going through that right now? You done fooled around and wanted to be the highest expression of yourself. Now you're going through a divorce. I've seen it over and over. I've seen mothers get mad at daughters because baby girl is actually living her dreams. Mama wanted, Mama's dream was for baby girl to be careful. Baby girl's dream was to take risk. And when you put yourself in decision-making mode, you automatically put yourself on the battlefield. People like me and Neil Donald Walsh call it the law of opposites. When you invoke the law of attraction, you also invoke the opposite of what you're attracting. Okay? All right, let's keep breaking this down. Let's keep parsing this. It's, it's not much. Let's keep parsing this for a moment. He was about to send his armies against a powerful foe. Now watch this here. The decision, well, first off, the first thing we identified a long time ago. This has been happening since been happening was happening, okay? Now, you made a decision. When you make a decision to better your success, you put yourself on the battlefield. When you make a decision to be a loser, people say, girl, go ahead, that's all right. <laughs> you don't believe me? Psychologists say that man and woman or friends or companions are always in competition. This is, this is honest psychology. You can look at the psychology today. This is where I got it from. And what happens is I'm losing weight. I'm working out. But if I get with you as a friend or an intimate friend and you gain five pounds, then I say to myself, well, it's okay for me to gain three. I stop competing with the world. I just start competing with you. This is why couples tend to gain weight. Because I no longer have to impress them. As long as I'm two pounds lighter than you, I'm doing good. Let me look at some faces out there. I'm trying to see it. Uh, all right, all right. I got some folks with me. You get, you get me? And what we do is we compete with one another by making our own battlefields. But as long as you make a decision that keeps you lesser than them, they're not going to bother you. Oh, but invest in yourself. Join a mastermind group. Join the ATS Business University. Follow this crowd. Do something. Read a book. And watch how somebody's insecurities flare up because you opened up your school books. I'm going to punch this from home. I've been in relationships so I couldn't even open up my school book. Because their fear was, I'm going to get educated and leave them for somebody with a degree. 
Now, whose problem was that? Was that my problem? Or was that their self-esteem with themselves? I'm doing too much. They say I'm doing too much. Okay. All right. Now, on the battlefield, with his success, now this is some faith. This is one of my favorite parts here. He was about to send his armies against a powerful foe. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I need you to understand that when you leave this class full of your anointing or power or belief, whatever you are working for, something powerful is coming against you. And just accept it's been happening long, long ago. See, I'm trying to make, you got a question? Okay, hold on, hold on real quick. Let me, let me, let me. I'm, I'm trying to get you all comfortable with the fact it's okay to struggle because it's been happening long, long time ago. It's not a struggle. It's part of the decision-making process. Now, who did I just help? Who did I just, some of y'all right now have no idea how food get to your refrigerator tomorrow. Let me tell you something, boo-boo. That's part of the process. On my way to becoming a millionaire, light's been cut off many times. Water, many times. Many times. Sometimes I had lights and water off at the same time. One time I got my water cut off the day before Thanksgiving. Let me tell you what they did to me. It was Wednesday. When I tried to get it cut on, they said they're going to come out. No, excuse me. I didn't even have the money. So I didn't get the money to Friday. Then they tell me we are. We'll come out Monday. Then when they came out Monday, they put me at the last of the list. Water went back on to Wednesday. Seven days, no water, because I made a decision to be an entrepreneur part of the process not a bad decision part of the battlefield process for me your decisions your process your bullets will look differently you have kids some people will use those kids against you and how much time you're not spending with them they try to do me like that i got two i got two young boys they're nine and six don't try to tell me. <clears throat> I'm not there enough. <clears throat> so one day, <clears throat> I hit one of them with this hip. I said, ma'am, <clears throat> okay, I'm not going to say that first part. <clears throat> I'm going to say the second part. <clears throat> I say, after I said this is my house, but I said it in a different way. Then I said this hip. <clears throat> I said, my only job is to make sure my boys don't have to go into another man's community and beg for a job. That's too deep for some folks. Powerful foes are going to come against you. It's not a problem. It's the process. Okay, give, let me get that question. Let me get that question. When you invoke the law of opposite... Here, you uh, uh, unmute it for me. When you invoke the law of opposites, you also invoke the law of the Renee okay, Other way around. Other way around. When you invoke the law of attraction, you invoke the law of opposites. It's the law of attraction you are invoking. You first must experience the opposite so you can 
in, so you can enjoy what you're attracting. Neil Donald Walsh explains it this way. If you're five foot six, how do you know you're five foot six? The obvious answer is because stuff around me is not five foot six. You can't enjoy being five foot six if it wasn't seven foot ceilings. You need the ceiling to allow you to experience your height. Mm, 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 mm. And in the opposite of what you're getting is the enjoyment of what you have. Man from Galilee said, be faithful over the few. I'll make you rulers over many. Okay, let's keep going. Whose men outnumbered his own. So not only are the forces against you going to be more powerful than you, seemingly, they're going to outnumber you. When you make a decision to get better and better and better, Poverty is going to say, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> I'm trying to tell y'all. Start your business right now. Watch poverty show up. Watch it. Watch it show up. Watch it show up with broke clients that's wasting your time. Watch it. Watch it show up. Watch it, watch it show up with folks that's wasting your time. You running around chasing them. You done took all the sales training for me. You calling them all day long. They don't even want to answer the call. When they finally answer the call, they give you some hope and you chasing them all day long. That's poverty testing you to see if you're going to move past it. On the battlefield, you don't move. You don't stop because you got shot. You keep moving forward. <laughs> he loaded his soldiers into boats. Sail to the enemy's country. All right, now y'all ready? He loaded his soldiers in the boats. Now I got a bar from that great philosopher Tempest S. Smith. In his boat, he took what he needed to be victorious for the battle. Come on, y'all, you didn't put video games in this boat. Come on. Okay, listen, listen. On the battlefield, he put what was going to help him be successful in the boat. It's right there. It's still in there. He loaded his soldiers into the boat. Tempest Smith says, you got everything else in your backpack but what you need. You put your ex in your backpack. Your depression in your backpack. This is Tempest. You don't hear my words. This is Tempest. Did she do that? You put your depression in your backpack, your ex in your backpack, your low self-esteem, they thoughts about you in your backpack, and now you're trying to climb this big old mountain with all this heavy stuff in your backpack that's meant to tear you down. And then when you go out in your backpack and get you a drink of water, it's poison you drinking because it's they stuff. Can't even be healthy while climbing. Can't even be hydrated because you're drinking they poison. Make sure that on your journey, you put what's going to help you defeat the enemy in your boat. Am I making this make sense? Okay, I'm just, just trying, to, I'm trying to do what I do. You, you do mine? Okay, I'm trying to do what I do. Now, watch it and sail to the enemy's country. 
about three years ago, I did a, a mini keynote, and I was talking about Tempest. It was a long time ago. When I first met Tempest, Tempest wouldn't get out her comfort zone for nothing, y'all. And one day I asked her, why you don't get out your comfort zone? She said, because I know what to expect in my comfort zone. That's a word for somebody. That's a, she said, I stay here because I know how to handle what's here. But the warrior story says, he loaded all his soldiers and sailed to his comfort zone. That's not what it says. He loaded his soldiers into the boat and sailed to the enemy's country. How are you going to be successful in your comfort zone? Can I give you some help? Thomas Edison had to fail 2,000 times outside his comfort zone to invent the incandescent light bulb. Roger Bannister had to... Critics said he would die if he broke the four-minute mile. He had to go outside his comfort zone and defy what was silence. Can I keep going? All right, let me keep going. Abraham from Earth was told, get up and go away from your kindreds to a land I'm going to show you full of milk and honey. I'm trying to make this make sense to you. I'm not. I'm just, I'm giving you all sorts of, you get it? Okay. In order for you to win, you can't do it from home. I'm pro. Okay, did I come back? Okay, I'm back. In order for, in order for you to win, you can't do it from home. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to look at yourself. How many of you have taken a chance and started your own business, but doing that thing, doing that business in your comfort zone. Yep, there you go, there you go, got hands up. You, 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 you stress yourself, and then you say, Whoa, wait a minute, it's too much now. Let me go back to doing what I like to do in this new thing. Trying to put new wine in old skins. My grandmother said, boy, get your funky butt in that shower. Grandmother, what you talking about? All you did was spray cologne on must. <laughs> now don't you act like y'all ain't had no, no, no boys in the family like me. I ain't even want to take a bath. But when, when the time I got my first girlfriend, I wasn't take a bath. <laughs> I ain't even want to take no bath. I want to put on some polo cologne in the green bottle. I'm running around smelling like a double whopper with extra onions and cologne. That's how some of y'all start your businesses. That's how you start your businesses. You run out here with this nice little fancy $90 cologne, putting it in, putting it in some musty habits. <laughs> so what we gonna do is right here you're gonna sail to the enemy's territory that means not your comfort zone to where you can get beat up you know why I'm so good at business because I got beat up a whole lot go ahead with your question
Okay. Okay. So he said, you have to go repeat the last thing you said. You, you have to go to the enemy. To the enemy's, you got to go to the enemy's territory and get beat up. That's how you're going to be successful. But there was something else you said that triggered my question. That you must do. Well, no. I, okay, look, I use the green. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. But anyway, <laughs> but basically what you're saying, because when you said earlier how in faith, it takes 100 billion percent for faith to keep going. So at that point, when you go to the enemy's camp, to get what you want. That's when you have to keep the faith. Because once you make the decision, you end up on the battlefield. You have to have the faith to keep going in the battlefield in order to... Okay, I got you. Okay, thank you. Use your mind. Use your mind. So how can we make it work? Boom, I got you. Don't worry. How can we make it work with the two areas I said faith? It does not take faith, ladies and gentlemen, to get in the boat. It takes faith. It takes faith for you to first believe you deserve whatever made him get on the boat. It, it, it takes no faith to get in the boat. You can do that in fear. You can get on the boat scared. It takes faith to say, you know what? We about to go to war. I'm going. And I deserve what's on the other side of this war. That's the first part of faith. Now, in the enemy's territory, most people, by most, I mean 96% of people. Where are you getting that number from? Because 1% of the people control 96% of the world's wealth. 3% of the people live off their investments and are living their dreams, which leaves 96% of the people left. 96% of the people, they quit the moment they discover they shooting over there. They don't, they don't go to the enemy's territory. When they find out, that's my next move? I'm not sure. I'm not going to do that. I'm not sure. I'm not, I got kids. Come on now, how many of you are using your kids as an excuse not to be great? You know how many people I coach that use their children as an excuse to be great? They say things like, and you hear them all the time, I do anything for my kids. Okay, change. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. I don't have to change. He needs to change. I thought you just said you'll do anything for your kids. I will do anything for my kids. I'm just not going to put up with him. Well, okay, which one is Are you going to do anything for your kids and change your personality? Change what you think is right? Are you going to get on that flight? Get on that train? Or are you going to say, if I go, I don't know how my kids going to eat? Because guess what, ladies and gentlemen? None of us know how our kids going to eat when we go. We go and we make sure they eat. And see, that was hard for some of you. I'm 37 years old. I live every last one of my dreams. 
Every day I woke up, I had no idea how my kids was going to eat. I didn't. I got plenty of money now. I still don't know how they're going to eat. Or if they're going to eat what I bought. Not like your kids ain't picky. You don't understand this stuff. Come home with some good meal. They be like, can I get a hot pocket? What? <laughs> Did you not see what I just, you want cereal? Go, go get you some cereal, boy. <laughs> okay, that's just me and my house. That, that ain't your house. That ain't your house. Okay. Nobody knows. Nobody, I got you. Nobody great knows how they're going to do it. They just have the fortitude to do it. And what they do not do is use their kids as an excuse not to do it. You want to know what I do? I take my kids. And if I can't take my kids, I FaceTime my kids. But what I will not do is say, son, I know you want me home playing the game with you. So I will not go to this really big speaking engagement. I know you don't want me to go to this sale that I might not get, but I'm really attracting that I'm going to close this sale. So in order to make you feel better about you, I'm going to stay with you. No, I'm not. Mike, yesterday, Tempest and Deanna was with me. My oldest son called me yesterday. said, Daddy, how do you make money? I can assure you, he jumped right into the ATS Business University when he asked that question. <laughs> oh, I gave him the whole answer. And then told because he know, come August 27th, both my boys got jobs with me. They know they are employed, and anything they want henceforth, they gotta they gotta earn. By November this year, my boys are gonna be pretty good at sales calls. Cause before, I said August 27th, day one, my youngest is gonna learn how to read by a sales script. I think I'm playing. He's gonna learn how to read better by reading this sales script. I'm not using my kids as an excuse to be comfortable. Neither am I using my comfort as an excuse to be comfortable. Go into the enemy's territory because that's the only place where the blessing is. Actually, let me change that. That's the only place where the life-altering blessing is on the other side of fear. Okay, hold on. On the other side of fear is where the blessing is that would change your entire life. In comfort zone, it is the blessing that will sustain your level of awareness. Some of you right now, you believe in a higher power. And I got you. And that higher power, okay, that higher power is keeping your gaslight on longer than what it should be. That's good faith. Good job. But I like exceedingly and abundantly above all that I ask or think for. These are two different things. These are two different things. Let me, let me. Back in the old days, farmers, can they see me? Farmers would take wheat. And what they would do is they would go outside 
and throw the wheat up. And the wheat was heavy, but the chaff that was that's not edible would get blown by the wind, and then the wheat would fall in the basket. Then they separated, do it again. And after they did that, they filled the basket up. But they understood now it's air all in the basket. I'm sorry. So what the farmers did was they pressed it down. I'm trying to help y'all get to some blessing. They they pressed it down. And then what they did took some more wheat, threw it up, let the wind take what wasn't edible. Then that wheat fell on the basket and it filled the basket up again. But the farmer understood now it's more air in the new wheat. So they pressed it down. Yes. <laughs> then they threw up some old new weeds. And they repeated the process until it got real even. They pressed it down. And you couldn't get no more in. But then the farmer said, wait a minute. If I hold it to my waist, I could put some more up. And I can walk with the basket full and walking with it on my stomach. So they put the basket in the overflow and then took their blessing they worked hard for and had the family in overflow. Us, we not even working because we're not on the battlefield. If this was a different environment, I'd tell you about a guy named Gideon, but I'm not going to do that. All right, now addressing his men before the battle he said you see these boats going up in smoke that means we cannot leave these shores unless we win we have no choice we win or we perish and my favorite line after that is just two words they won ladies and gentlemen when you leave no yourself no other choice but to win you win don't believe me Get pregnant and have some kids. You ain't got no choice but to win now. And every day you're going to make sure them kids eat. You ain't going to know how. Come on now. I wish I had some broke folk. I'll start with me right now. I wish I had some, <laughs> I wish I had some folk that really know about the ramen noodle struggle. <laughs> Who among you know how to chop up hot dogs and put it in noodles? Look, I just seen one of my team members put chili in noodles. I didn't even know you could do that. That was a, that's a whole level of struggle. I didn't know. But Jason's like, yep, yep, I, I, I know about it. We struggle in Michigan too. You understand? I'm, I'm talking about you. <laughs> yes, ma'am. That ramen noodles. That's my kids right now. I do not understand it. I made some slamming mac and cheese with like six different cheese. The kids pulled out ramen noodles, which I do not like too much because it was 10 for a dollar. That was college. Complete. 10 for a dollar. That's my meal for the week with some biscuits. Look, I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. Let me tell you something. My, 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 my Amy been broke her whole life. She makes some ketchup sandwiches that taste like filet mignon. You, you, you swear you were eating steak. She get in there. You know it's a cold ketchup sandwich when you fold the bread. <laughs> this one piece of bread. You fold it and you eat it like this here. Mm -hmm. 
Y'all don't know nothing about no struggle. Y'all don't know nothing about no struggle. I need some real struggle folk that know how to put butter on bread and then sugar on the bread and then you eat some butter toast. Okay? That's the kind of battling that's part of the process. Now, that may look differently from you. I'm from the South, so butter and sugar on bread makes sense. For you, it may be something, <laughs> something a little different, right? They won. All right, next story. Actually, before we get to that, someone give me some comments. Break that down for what I just said. Let me hear something. I got a, I got a good question. Somebody on the phone. Does that mean you have to hum you have to be humble and allow and allow the process? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, you will not get prosperity from a place of resistance. You should write that down. You will not get prosperity from a place of resistance. And the more you keep resisting your spouse, is the more you're gonna keep getting more things to resist. The more you keep resisting the enemy territory that you need to go into. How can you get on the stage right if you're never on stage? How are you going to learn to write a keynote if you never land a speaking engagement? And how are you going to get a speaking engagement if you never write a keynote before you got one? Some of you right now want to be master speakers and you got no speaking engagements. You are so comfortable. You are literally waiting for an engagement to write your gift. I promise you, if you write your gift right now, your gift will make room for you. When I first started speaking professionally, well, I was a professional poet before I started speaking. When I first started in motivational speaking in 2009, 2008, I wrote a hundred different keynotes. In 365 days, I spoke all 100. Every time I would listen to a book and I go, ooh, that's a good one. And I just start writing until it flowed out. And I had this whole tablet. It was this, it was this black tablet, you know, you know, 300 pieces of paper. Mm -hmm. Had this whole tablet I write. I spoke every last one of those engagements. Now watch this here. That's 2008. Since 2008, and to, to date this recording, this is 2018, I have never in my life spoken less than 200 times a year. Tip has got me pushing 400 this year. <laughs> and she said, hey, that's me. Yeah, they keep emailing me. <clears throat> Go ahead. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, because somebody didn't catch what I just said. Somebody did not catch that it was my gift that got me those engagements. It was not my gift. It was my willingness to write when no one else was looking. Mm. I, I, I feel somebody's in me. Somebody got it. I ain't even looking. I bet Jerome got it. I bet Jerome got it. <laughs> it's like it's like when Les was saying he must have practiced that triple LP thing a million times in front of a mirror before he 
Or while was drinking. Man. <laughs> Rock took that first sip. He had it down pat in front of his mirror by himself. That's right. That's right. Talking about that That's Antonio. right. Yes, sir. Go ahead. I got to jump in. I got to yes, jump sir. in. I posted on Facebook this morning my interview with Les and also the uh, on stage three minute. But I did that because I was on Facebook and a woman from Baltimore had posted on Facebook. She was looking for a keynote on the 20th of August. That's less than a week, okay? And in the process of doing that, I said, Jerome, that's less than a week. But guess what? You're ready. So I inboxed her, sent it, and then I said, I don't have any advertisement. Let me put that on the, on the Facebook. And boy, I still haven't heard back from her, but I say, but if you don't speak, Jerome, then you, if you don't get up on stage, you can't speak. And I said, right. I, can, I can do this. And I'm, I'm so yes, I, I'm like, this is absolutely, then the girl doing my website said, Jerome, can you please take that down? Because I'm working on your website and blah, blah, blah. She said, send it to her via email. I said, no problem. But it was like, but, but Antonio, I was on it. I got to do this. I got to make this. I was fired up and ready. And was practicing last night, 45 minutes, the whole speech. It was done. Whole speech. Whole speech. All right, so Jerome, watch this here. Jerome, watch this here. As your friend. This, yeah, let's start with Jerome. Watch this here. Keep yourself unmuted. As your friend, I'm going to help you land this engagement and engagement's better than this. Okay? okay? You ready? I'm ready. Give us the first three minutes of that speech right now. Come on. Give it to us. Give it to us. Plant them seeds out there, man. Go ahead and give it to us. Good day, everyone. I'm so glad I got an opportunity to speak to you, administrators teachers, working with the young people. I'm glad that I got invited to talk to you today in reference to the upcoming school year where you're gonna to have to deal with your coworkers as well as your clients. And we know that your coworkers are those in this room. We know that your clients, because we work with in the daycare system, are gonna be the kids that are becoming. But guess what? In the process of doing that, we've gotta be on top of things because guess what happens? If we don't think about who we are, if we don't figure out who we are, then guess what? We're not going to be able to help our clients. So one of the things that we need to make sure that we're on top of is who we are. And I'll tell you something, folks. There was a time in my life when I didn't know who I was. But in the sixth grade, I met a man named Mr. Posey. And guess what he told me? You can't hide in the, in the background. You got you to gotta get out there. You got to show who you are. And that's exactly what he did. And he set examples for me and those kids to make us recognize who we were. Let me give you a good example of what Mr. Posey did to me. One day, I was doing a math problem that he had given me, and I had finished it. He looked at me and said, Jordan, why aren't you doing the math problem? And I said, I'm finished, Mr. Posey. And he said, excuse me? He checked the math problem. I was correct, all five of them. And he said two words that changed my life. And I hope that you'll say these two words to students that come to your class. He said, help her. And that's exactly what I did. And guess what happened? He changed my life that day. Why? Because he saw value in me. And he said that value was good enough for me to pass on to somebody else. Folks, 
I hope that when you're teaching, when you're helping these kids that are coming to the, to the daycare, that you're mindful of that, that they have value in them. And in that value, they can pass that on to someone else. But guess what? It's got to start within them as it's got to start within you. And if you don't know who you are, then guess what? You can't help them become who they are. And I was just, and, and, and Tony, I was, I was, I was, I was fired up. Wait a minute. We got to Like, wow, awesome, awesome. Yeah. come on, y'all. Come on, y'all unmute yourself yeah. and come on, Jerome. Come on, on y'all. Just y'all show. Oh. 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 It was crazy. It was, Wasn't he ready? Yeah, yeah. I think I was gonna be on here, but I was just like, I say, this is less than a week. I can do this within me, no problem. Let's make it happen. We got to do this. I wasn't worried about it. And I said, I'm waiting for her today to get back with me. I said, but I'm not worried about whether, because I said to her, if you've already got somebody, please keep my contact information for the future. But I was ready in less than a week to get on that stage, give them a keynote, knock it out, let's keep it moving. Yes. Yeah. There it is. Two things, Ron. Two things. Two things. I want you to, I want you to have your assistant or somebody contact her, and I want you to use me as a reference, send her my Facebook page. Okay and tell her I vouch for you, okay? Oh, wow. Tell her I vouch for you, tell her who I am, tell her I make a lot of money, I make a lot of money. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, Second sir. thing, yes, sir. Tempest, unmute your mic for me, Tempest. <laughs> Good shit. She didn't that shit. There she goes. Tempest, I want you, I have a, I, everybody just shout out Tempest, y'all just go ahead, just sit Tempest. Well. <laughs> With your, with your fine self. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Check this out. Tempest, I have four keynotes that I did at, help me out, University of Houston, Lee, Lee College. I don't know. Wisconsin won't be good, but no. Lee. Anyway, they're calling Polly. I did them on basically one subject, but they're four different keynotes. You, you remember them? I want you to, at the end of this class, give Jerome all four of those. Jerome, these are four keynotes at Division I University. They're all yours. They on the same subject you just got finished talking about. Wow. And they're all yours. Take from them what you will. Quote me when you feel like it. And emulate everything else. It's all yours, my man. All yours. Thank you, sir. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And I, I'm sure you want to speak at Division One colleges. Absolutely. Well, there Absolutely. it is. Then. There it Absolutely. is. There it is. Good. Come on, one more time for Jerome. Now, I guarantee you, he will be speaking this keynote because he wrote it. Yes. Let, me, let me explain something to y'all, okay? Let me explain something to y'all, because this is where faith comes in, okay? Faith comes in. Actually, let's take it out of faith. This is where your godness comes in. Your, your creative source comes in. Jerome's keynote did not exist. But since he is a master creator, he sat down and spoke it into existence. 
Does this sound familiar? There's a few sacred texts that says fewer, many different religions. And somebody spoke all this into existence. All of you are master creators. Okay, Chantel, I love you. All of you are master creators. All of you. Since he created his keynote, the creative source in him has also created the stage to perform it on. I just helped somebody. I know I did. I know I did. Yeah, I, I, I'll definitely repeat. When he wrote the keynote, he automatically scheduled the stage. Okay, watch this here. Who's, who, somebody raise your hand if you have a degree of some sorts. Let me see who's out there. Okay, uh, Grace, Carol. Let's go, Carol. Okay, Carol, you, 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 let me, let me meet you real quick. Oh, okay, there you go. Carol, before you graduated, what did you have to do? A whole lot of work. Oh, yeah, man, no doubt, no doubt. Before you got to the whole lot of work, what was the first step in you going to college? My desire. Okay, and then, no, no, you're right, you're right. And after desire, after desire, did you just walk up in there? Did you just walk up in there with some guns and say, hey, y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm a student now. Is that what you did? No, no, I had to do preliminary paperwork and a whole bunch oh, of oh. investigating and talking to oh. counselors. Yep. So you had to apply. I had to apply. Is it safe to say that you also graduated? Yes. Now, could you have graduated if you never applied? No. Ladies and gentlemen, that's how time works. So you can't understand it this way, but this is how time actually works. At the same time, Carol applied for school. She graduated at the same time. Since she consciously can only experience one moment at a time, she had to gain the awareness of graduation. But on a superposition level, or on a God level, when she applied, she graduated. I'm, I'm trying to help. So Antonio, so what happens to people that have that desire, start school, and then they fall? Well, see, they don't have the desire. They, they switch the desire to going off. And the universe said, well, sure, I'll give you whatever you want. So let me give you more reasons to go off. It's not that they did not graduate. It is they received the abundance of not graduating. There is, no, there is not a no in the universe. When Carol applied, I got you, Slim, I see your hand up. When Carol applied, the universe said, well, yeah, sure, you're going to graduate. I got you. you. When you plant a seed, you automatically schedule the harvest. When you apply for college, you automatically schedule graduation. When he wrote his keynote, he automatically scheduled the stage. The trick was thinking she deserved to go to college. Thinking he deserved to write that keynote. 
when he convinced himself he deserved to be on stage, he had to then convince himself, let me write what I need. And the writing in private is going to be far more harder than speaking on stage. Because there's no reward for writing in, pop, in private that he can see. You feel what I'm saying? Like there, there, there is no, when he wrote in private, when she applied for college in private, with nobody cheering, with no cap and gown, with no paycheck for, for, for Jerome, it was just them. Go ahead, Carol, you had something to say. Yeah, I gotta share my story with yeah, you. Yeah, go ahead. And we'll let Slim go next. I was, I, was, um, I was working for Health and Hospitals Corporation um, and I wasn't, I didn't finish um, college at the time. Um, I was married very young and I had two children and I desired to go and get my degree. I mean, I saw other people graduating around me doing things in, in and I wanted to be part of that. And um, I had a really, really hard time. So what happened was once I filled out my paperwork, I had to take like two buses to go there and come back after work. When I went to school those nights that I went and I lived in New York City, I'm from New York. And some nights were so cold that the wind would be, feel like it was cutting my back and I would be in tears waiting for the buses to come to get home to my kids so I could say goodnight to them and put them to bed. And I would pray, I said, please, Lord, get me through this. I wanna do this. On top of that, I had a husband who was against it. Okay, because just like you were saying, he probably thought she's going to go get her degree and she's going to want some man that has a degree too. So I had that against me. And then on top of that, my father got sick with cancer. So I was taking care of my dad. I thought at some times I would just sit when I came home from school and cry. There was times when I would do my work and be there for hours doing a paper for the next day. And my husband was so jealous, he would pour coffee on my papers. And I had to then go in the morning and rewrite those papers so I can go to class the next night. And even times I think about it today, I'm like in tears, but, but I couldn't get knocked down. I just like, I just kept going. I kept going and um, until I graduated. So when I graduated, it was a victory for me. Yes, um, it was. Because of the battle, not because I went through school because of the battle, because of the journey there. That's and right. I'm just telling anybody that's on this call that has children, just keep going. Keep going because you can do it. If you got it in you, if there's a something that tells you this is what you want to do, do it. Don't don't let anybody stop you. Don't let it because that's their fears. That's not yours. Okay, let everybody own their own things, but you own your greatness and continue going. That's, that's, I just needed to share that. No, no, that was, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I just want to point out in there, what she described was her battlefield. Remember, she was a warrior that made a decision. But the moment she made a decision, she automatically put herself on the battlefield. Ladies and gentlemen, please, please, I'm coming to you next, Slim, right now. I want all of you to understand that her battlefield won't look like yours. Why would opposition tip you with stuff that don't affect you? Go ahead, Slim. 
No, I, you asked the question, so I raised my hand, and I didn't know how to put it back down. I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you got something to say? You got some energy on you? You want to get off? No, no, no. I just I like the energy that's happening right now. I, I hear <laughs> stories a little similar to mine, except for my husband paid for my college. But yeah, I love the vibration going on this evening. Appreciate you. Appreciate. You. I made a joke while Carol was talking when she said cold coffee over the papers, I looked at Grace and I said, yeah, we're no typewriters back there. She had to rewrite those in pen. <laughs> like, I'm not that old boy. No, nah, nah, I know you're not. I know you're not. <laughs> okay, good. Now, you had a question over here. But, but, but you said somebody else had a question out there. Okay, hold on. Real quick before you get to that question. I said something that I don't think everyone caught. See, I, I had to go through a trash can and homelessness, and drug, this paraphernalia everywhere. That may break you, or it may not bother you. Everything Carol described was terrible. Don't really bother me, because I'm not wired that way. That was her battlefield, specifically designed for her, okay? And when you look across somebody else's battlefield, and say, they got it easier than me? No, they do not. They have the battle designed to push them to the next level. Yours is designed for you. There was an old guy. He died. He went to heaven. He said, you know what? You know, I shouldn't have had to die, God. You need to send me back down. And God said, I tell you what, man, if you can give me a great argument why you should go back down, then I'll let you go back down. Well, the cross you gave me was just too much. God said, I tell you what, it's a good argument. Come on, let me let me take you to a room. But God took him to a room, had a bunch of crosses in there. He said, I'll pick you out a cross. If you can pick you out a cross that is that fits your cross, that's better than your cross. Then I'll let you go back down. So the guy goes out and says, this is too big. That one got too many thorns in it. This hurt too much. I don't like the color of that one. Hundreds of crosses. And he goes, he said, this was it. I got you. And he picked up the cross and said, this is the one I should have had the whole time. And God said, that's the one you came in here with. <laughs> now, I want you to think about that for a moment. Your trials are designed for you. They're part of the process. They are not part of the problem. Okay, let's go with your question. Or the question somebody had on me. Okay. Someone wanted to know. Uh, someone wanted to know. Can you hear me? Yes. Someone wanted to know if you can talk about the power of speed in the law of attraction. Yeah, sure. I can. All right, the power of speed inside of attraction. Now, there's two, here's the answer you would normally get. There's a time delay. And that's true. That is comforting because you don't want everything you attract. Because I can't tell you how many times I say, ooh, let this woman be mine. This is the one I want. Only to find out six weeks later, ooh, I dodged a bullet. Boy, I tell you, I'm so glad that I did not get that one right there. Come on, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. You understand? All right. Now, 
And then sometimes I said, you know what, my boss get on my nerves, I'll kill her. I'll kill him. And aren't aren't I glad that there was a time delay and I'm not in jail, right? That is the understanding here, okay? Here is another understanding. There's a law for it. The law of accelerating acceleration. Now, I have no idea who asked that question, but you're going to get a very good answer. The law of accelerating acceleration. This means the more you accelerate to your dreams, is the more your dreams are accelerating to you. If you want your dreams faster, you got to run out and chase what's yours. And as you are attracting, it will then fly to you as fast as possible. The more you accelerate, the more your dreams will accelerate to you. That is a real law. I invite you to look it up. Law of accelerating acceleration. You may even find, what's my guy? Brian Tracy is the first person I heard talk about that. Brian Tracy, law of accelerating. In fact, Google law of accelerating acceleration, Brian Tracy, and I'm sure it's going to pop up. That is a real law, okay? To answer that question. You can speed the process if you actually start chasing your dreams. Now, I don't want you to think, I don't want you to, that phrase is really misleading. It is easier to attract your dreams than it is to chase them. However, you have your responsibility in moving forward. T.D. Jake says this way, the more you chase your dreams, the more you also distance yourself from your past. And that's T.D. Jakes. I'm too young to be that wise. All right, we got anybody else? Okay, good, good. Now, Brian, double certified? Did you have something to say? No, no, that was my pocket. You actually just answered my question. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that, that was oh, my question. question. Yeah. Oh, well, look at, look at that then. Look at that then. Okay. Let me, let me, before I, before I move on, let me, let me find me someone. Let me find me some unsuspecting person who has energy pouring off of you. Who has it? Who has it? Shout out to Shannon, who already has her PhD. because she applied and is in her first semester of PhD. And once you apply, you automatically schedule your graduation, okay? Jason Jill, let's go, buddy. The lot has rolled upon thee. Now, you know, he's Superman. He's probably cooking dinner, bathing children, and doing homework at the same time. You there, Jason? I don't want to unmute you. All right, there you go. All right, you're there. Okay. All right, oh, go ahead, Jason. Huh, what am I going on with? All right, there you go. Okay, first off, show the world. Putting the last kid to bed. <laughs> first off, show the world how sexy you are, man. Go ahead. Just go ahead. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. All right, Jason. 
let me ask you a question. What have you learned thus far tonight? I, you know, I, one, one thing I did learn, and it, probably, it may not have been intentional, but I learned a lot from Jerome because you were like, boom, give me three minutes. And I thought to myself, damn, I'm glad I'm not Jerome right now. <laughs> And, and I realized that that's, that's a big weakness that I have right now. That's an Achilles tendon for me. And I need to have, you know, I got to work on that and have yeah. that. I can just, boom, pull something out real quick. Like, and, you know, because it, it's almost would have been like uh, just now. Like, hey, Jason, what's up? Uh, 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 you know, <laughs> that's no good. That's, that's, that's failing right out of the, right the get-go there. Um, yeah, I, that piece really struck with me, and I, and I know that probably wasn't intentional, but that piece really stood out to me tonight. <laughs> no, man, that, that, that's how it's supposed to work. You attracted that moment. If you yeah. weren't vibrating <clears throat> at, the, at, at that frequency of needing that lesson, I wouldn't even call on Jerome. And Jerome would have said, wait a minute, man, I got to tell you about this. It would have been something else. Yeah. In my belief system, there's only one of us in a room. We are all connected. And everything happens to lift up one another. And I'll show you. Who else learned from Jerome being Johnny on the spot like that? Who else? Who else is brave enough to admit that? I'll admit it. Okay, go ahead. Renee got it. Tell us about it, Renee. And I'm going to have Gladys tell us about it. And I'm going to have Robin tell us about it. Go ahead. I started writing down my, my quotes and practicing them, but I'm, I'm like Jason. And don't feel bad, Jason. Les was like you too, because he said that three-word prayer that embarrassed him, that made him get on point. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's good stuff. Gladys? Yeah, so I learned from Jerome, and hi, Jerome. I know he's ever ready, but in addition to what Jerome did, what you mentioned about how you wrote a keynote and how every keynote you wrote, you actually spoke. And so I realized that's one thing for me that I'm not doing, that I have yet to write a full, you know, I can talk in pieces for short, you know, two minutes, three minutes, but in terms of a full keynote, that's not something that I have. And so I've learned that lesson tonight that you always, and I've heard it, but like you said, a lot of, you know, I have this going on and excuses in a lot of cases <laughs> as to why you don't sit down uh, yeah. and do what you need to do. So that, I definitely learned that tonight. Or I shouldn't say learn, but it was reinforced because I knew it all along because there are a lot of things right. you know, but you don't do. And so it was just reinforcement for me. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Now I want everybody, I want everybody to catch what, get ready, Robin, get ready. Get ready, I'm coming to you. I want, now I want, I want all of you to catch what Gladys, she just said something so brilliant. She said, well, I got you, well, you know, I have, so I have them here and there. The universe is going to say, your wish is my command. Let me give you hope here and there. Someone's going to call you, and then they're going to stop. You're going to get an inbox, and they're going to stop. You're going to get a bunch of here and there until you get one complete one. And then the universe is going to say, well, yes, you have a complete one. You now have a complete stage. And you're going to get an opportunity from somewhere you couldn't explain. And in that opportunity, you will get you another opportunity. Because you decided to write down your burning desire. In this case, it was that keynote. Does that make sense to everybody? That's how you manipulate this world. 
That's how you leverage your creative power. You write down what you desire and you keep going. Before I ever had a platform, I had papers. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, I, I wish I could pour into y'all how serious I am about that. Yeah. I mean, seriously, and, and I still write keynotes. Watch this here. I have a whole list of keynotes. I haven't even done these yet. Uh, let's see why businesses fail. I just scroll down randomly. Creating the perfect company with imperfect people. I wrote this May 30th, 2018 at 1.51 p.m. I'll even give you some of the points. Point number one, let me read you the description. I don't even want you to think I'm playing. I want to read you the description. In fact, I think I can share my screen over here. Hold on. Antonio, on average, how, how long would you think each of those keynotes is? Just 45 minutes. 45 minutes? Okay. Yep, 45 minutes. Hold on, here I go. Right, hold on. Let me wrench around and wrench it off. There we go. Right here. Can y'all see that? Look at that. It's right there. I ain't even playing. Y'all see these keynotes? Look. Can you see how it says keynotes over here? Can y'all see that? No, I should see it. Description. The best companies don't have the best people. The best companies have imperfect people producing the most efficient results. This keynote slash workshop examines the seven key elements to getting the most positive production out of employees and discuss how to get this done. Number one, leaders create values. And then I explain it to myself so I can know what to talk about. Values create behaviors. Behaviors create culture Culture creates performance. Number two, the core value should be the core vision. Both should be issues to die for. What is the most important to comply to vision? Number three, incorporate strength-based training. Give trust away. If I don't do nothing else, I do that very well. Measure your progress based on values, not just profits. And I use some company examples. Apple, Tesla, SpaceX, Netflix. I have designed my company after Apple, Tesla, SpaceX, Netflix. Measure company morale, not just measure profits. Number seven, inspire employees by caring about their children. Now, who would have put that in there? Okay, now, I'm not just talking. I've never done that keynote ever i still practice how i start somewhere there is a mega business conference that is going to have me doing that keynote i don't need to know how and look and, and i didn't even show y'all then there's not only do i explain those seven things that i have that i show it to you the same keynote let me show the screen one more time because I want to inspire you to change. Share it to you. Look at this. Not only do I tell you how to, what they are, then I'm going to tell you, here are the keys 
to making all the above work. Then I break it down, and my thought process is, I'm going to break it down so well, you invite me back, Exxon. <laughs> Somebody missed it. I, every time I think about this keynote, I think about Exxon. I, I, have, I have no idea why, but I think about Exxon every time I think about this keynote. Exxon got me messed up if they think they not fit to pay me $80,000 to do this keynote. <laughs> Go ahead, Robin. Tell us what you learned. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, well, what I've learned is that, <laughs> can you hear me? Okay, great, great. Yes, we can hear you. So, what I've learned from tonight is that I've gone through a lot of reading books. I listen to a lot of videos and audios and all that great stuff, but I haven't been putting a lot of it into action. Um, today, I, I write down a lot of my work, my, my to-do list. Um, I write down my goals, but I haven't been putting it into, into action. So when I see, I've been speaking for what I want. Like when I first met you at Les Brown event, I said, uh-oh, okay, I said exactly what I wanted to do. I made my declaration, right? And even though I made the declaration, the universe, the universe forced it, it forced it out there. So when it actually happened, I kind of took a shock. I was shocked. I went into somewhat of a shock. Of course, life happens. If anyone knows, my father passed away a couple months ago. But things happen. Um, but I think I needed that because I got to see that he never asked for anything, but he accepted everything that came to him. And I saw me doing the same thing. So listening to him give his, the three minute of his keynote, it helped me to see like, wow, you have to actually write it down, you practice it, put, put the structures and everything behind it. So from, that's what I learned tonight is definitely making sure that I go through my list and do exactly as I put the instructions down to do. That's it. And, and I love that you said he just accepted everything, never asked for anything. Right. Exxon Mobile will give me $80,000 to do a keynote for them. I'm not asking. I am expecting Exxon to pay me $80,000 for a keynote that they don't even know I wrote. That's how you live life. And you don't ever apologize or explain it to someone with a lower level of awareness. Can I say one more thing? Please. <laughs> because I did that. I, I did that, uh, not like a speech or anything, but I did get on Facebook some time back because that's what I did. I went in and I was trying to explain to, at the time, my crew at the salon why someone wanted to come and help us. Uh, and what I found was in that process is that I was losing instead of gaining them. Yep. Because it was like the next day, once the process went through, once I processed what happened the night before, I realized how 
I lost myself within them. And it seemed like they say the more information you give, <laughs> yep. the more you're going to lose them. Mm. Um, and so what, what that was a that was a, a big teaching a lesson for me to learn. Um, but yeah, that's the, the more that I had to explain to them, like why, you know, this person wants to give us coaching and they're looking at me like I'm crazy and I'm like yep. we have thirty something thousand dollars worth of coaching someone's willing to help us with so that we can build as a team together and you all yep. are looking at me and you say well we got so much more to work on besides that I'm like but that's what the coaching does it helps us to see what we cannot see for ourselves together yep. and I wind up just having to leave it alone and I do understand I'm, I'm in a, a opportunity as i've learned have an opportunity right now to reinvent and to start not even start over to start different because i realized i spoke way back i believe that was in march like i wanted yep. to be a speaker I really and i told you quit your job and so i have it it's in my uh, hands okay so i told you quit i remember i remember telling you quit i sure do <laughs> you're the first person i ever said that to <laughs> No, congratulations, and 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 we all pray for we all pray for you in the time of your father as well. You are you are a hard rock and a trooper. We definitely appreciate you. And do me a favor, real quick, Robin. Robin, can you swing your hat for me, real quick? Just swing it. Just just swing it. Just uh, did, did she go? Oh, she she cut out. All right, she, she cut out. Man, we was gonna see her no, swing no, I'm it. Still, I'm still here. I okay, go swing your hat. My dog, real quick. Okay, but but swing your hat for it. Just swing it. Just oh. swing it. Ooh, there it is, there it is. All right, all right. <laughs> okay. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. We're going to get Renee here. But hold on real quick, Renee. Let me say something to everybody. People say no 100% of the time when they hear 85% of the information. People say no 100% of the time when they hear 85% of the information. Now, watch this. People say yes 85% of the time when they see 100% of the information. That's something I learned in network marketing. I now share it with you. She went and told people 85% of the information, and their program just said, nah, we can't do that. We can't, we can't do that. It's crazy. They, they, they are professional. Well, anyway, they're professionally rejectors okay the professional rejectors professional rejectors okay but when they see it and see the change in hers see the court they will say you know what that was you get it okay cool Renee, go ahead. okay um i was kind of a little bit feeding off of robin with the action action here that's fine i have um i have so much love for ats i have one challenge with ats it is okay. so much value, so much, so much. It's like a full-time university. And now school is back in session with my little people and family. And so I'm trying to pull back and trying to implement some of the, some of this stuff because I'm like, it's information overloaded me. I was talking yeah. to Law and read about that the other day. I'm like, for me, it's just information overload. I got to ease up a little bit so I can start implementing, implementing, and then come back in a little bit, come back. Because... It's a lot, Antonio. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. Look, look, we get that complaint. I got, I got two minutes. I want to be a good steward of everybody's time. But 
we get that complaint all the time. And it's the only complaint that we really get. Like, man, it's too much. I can't go back. But let me tell you, I, I'm not going to say who. Well, I'm going to say, I'm going to talk about Gladys Fernandez here for a second. Gladys is here. I'm not going to say who did it. I, I'll let them say it on their own. It's because somebody told Gladys, man, look, you want some value? Let me tell you. <laughs> Knock my glasses off. Let me tell you, there is some value over there, right? <laughs> you get it? Yeah. Exactly. And, of course, she see such value, right? You get it? I won't say who did it. That ain't none of y'all business, you know? <laughs> ain't none of y'all business. But you get the point, though, right? You get the point. I would much rather you complain about me over-delivering than me to take your money and under-deliver Please don't. Now, next next chapter, we'll go over auto-suggestions. That's where I really wanted to get to. But I had to do all this to tell you that the six inches that you have from your left ear to your right ear is separating you from all your prosperity. I built the foundation, and next week, we go to war for prosperity. We're not against poverty at all. We are for prosperity. Appreciate you all. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plan better. You can dominate. Thank you all. Kids, tickets, you're going to mute everybody. Let everybody say bye-bye. Love you too, Jason. You are the man. You are the man. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world, not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions, $22 an hour, paid training, and I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates.
Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.